The thought of having the African whacked first occurred to Sammy D., nay Salvatore Diziacomo, at a homeowners' meeting to discuss the mold problem in the laundry room at the Paradise Gardens condominium community in Palm Springs. The man was wearing a brightly colored native robe, with a hat that made him look like a cross between a sushi chef and a kamikaze pilot, and he was hovering over the onion dip, putting the make on Marcy Gray, the former actress, territory that Sammy considered his own. The African was at least 6'3", and dripping sweat into the dip, and if that wasn't bad enough, he was speaking French. The onion dip was beyond help, but the affections of Marcy Gray were another matter. The woman had given Sammy reason to hope that he wouldn't have to pack it in for the duration. She was an attractive, if slightly reconstructed, woman of an indeterminate age. Sammy put her in her sixties, but these days you could never be sure. They were getting better and better with the knife. Nine o'clock every morning she did a couple of miles on the treadmill in the exercise room, and, though you could never tell with spandex, it looked to him like she was holding up decently well. They'd had mochaccinos at Starbucks for openers, a few days later lunch at Denny's, and the following week dinner at the Olive Garden with a bottle of Valpolicella. She had been chatty and flirtatious and had led him to believe, over the spumoni, that had she not been suffering from some undisclosed female ailment at the moment, he might have gotten lucky that night. So as far as Sammy D. was concerned, Marcy Gray was low-hanging fruit. His low-hanging fruit not a French-speaking African's in native robes with tribal scars on his cheek and, Sammy suspected, a machete in his pants. Sammy walked across the room to insert himself into the scene. He was wearing hand-tailored gabardine trousers, a cashmere sweater he'd paid two hundred bucks for at a Nordstrom outlet store in Palm Desert, and a pair of Italian loafers that were so soft he had bruised his toe on a table leg. Sammy D., Marcy Gray smiled, revealing some very expensive dental implants. How you doing? Do you know Didier Onieka Kachuwu? Haven't had the pleasure, Sammy said, sticking out an indifferent hand to the big African, who crushed it in his meaty grip. Didier is from Ivory Coast. He speaks French. No kidding, Sammy said, trying to communicate just how fucking unimpressed he was by this fact. Didier is going to give me French lessons. Marcy went on. D-D-E. The African corrected the pronunciation of his name. Huh. My French could use some brushing up. Mind if I join you? Sammy volunteered. He would do it in self-defense to keep Marcy Gray from too much one-on-one time with diddly shit. It will be easy for you, Mr. D. French is very much like Italian. As far as Sammy was concerned, he didn't look Italian. Well, not terribly Italian. D was supposed to be a swing name, some perversion of a Jewish or Russian name, suggested by the Witsek people to widen the scope of the identity they were trying to conceal. You were encouraged to use the same initials and possibly the same first name, but Sal was a little too Italian for a guy trying to hide from the mob. I don't speak Italian, he protested, as if maintaining that he wasn't a pedophile. Sammy's Jewish, Marcy said, repeating the fiction that he had told her over dinner the night he didn't get laid. Uh, half, on my father's side. He got his name changed on Ellis Island. Interessant, Didier Onieka Kachuwu said, dropping French into the onion dip along with his perspiration. Sammy was thinking about cold-cocking the guy when Ethel Esmitz, the president of the PGHOA, Paradise Gardens Homeowners Association, 
banged a spoon against a coffee mug and called the meeting to order.